Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters, under-promise and over-deliver. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? I'm drinking this very tasty beer uh, in a weird, it's like a red stripe bottle. Yeah. St. Martin, Anno 1096. It's a blonde at 7%. It's light? Uh, it is. It's, uh, it's the it. nice... Okay. Is it like a Hefeweizen? Like a... Does it taste like a fruity beer? Any, any? Uh, no. So it doesn't taste fruity. It's uh, mm. mm-hmm. no. It's just like light, easy drink. Just tasty. Okay, good. I'm drinking it's, water. It's the job done. I have some beer for later, but I'm saving it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> water, nature's beer. No, that's not, true. that's not true. Something dirty, all. like nope. <laughs> Water, nature's semen. That's weird. Anyway, our today's catchphrase is "under promise and over deliver," and that was sent to us by Miguel via Facebook. And even though we'd like you to send them to our Twitter account, which is at Money Matters Man, you can also check us out on Facebook. It's Facebook.com/slash Listen Money Matters. And you can, of course, ask us questions there. You can post stuff on our wall. We're always posting something every day, some behind-the-scenes stuff, some not-so-behind-the-scenes stuff. I have to say, I got uh, an email. Someone was concerned because they had reached out to you by Google+, and, and you ignored them. That's not true. I, I'm, I, I check the Google Pluses. I do it. So also send your catchphrases to Google+, Plus if that's you. Oh, God. Fucking Google+. Plus. <laughs> I hate you. This is never going to end, is it? No, no, no. Dude, it'll be 2025. We're still doing this daily podcast, and Andrew will still be making Google Plus jokes. <laughs> you do not know when to kill it. No, I don't. No. Because everything is, everyone's just laughing really hard right now. I can just <laughs> no, I can feel not. it. No, they're not. If you're laughing, stop. <laughs> stop it right now. Anyway, uh, today's episode is an episode that you had came up with, mm. and it's called, what do you want to call it? The Expert Paradox? Mm. That, that's the actual term of the thing. So it's the idea of, uh, you know, as a young adult and growing up just in life, you are a learner. You're absorbing and uh, gorging on all this information that is at our fingertips now with the internet. And then all of a sudden you become an expert at something mm. and then you stop learning. And then it becomes to a point where it's hard to transition back into being a learner. Because of fear of not being an expert anymore. So I think that that's part of it. Maybe that's like the, the traditional like definition. Like that's for the top percentage of people who are like super learners and reach expert level. Yeah. And then they, they, they get – it's like difficult for them to keep going forward. But I think for most normal people, um, it's, like, uh, it's, like, it's like hubris and, and like uh, not realizing – that they don't know everything, you know, where have you been to, um, uh, I forget what you call it, the observatory where, where you lean back in the chair, a planetarium, and the st- planetarium. Yeah. Have you been to one of those before? Yeah. So yeah, I used to go watch laser Floyd shows there and token a big fat doobie. <laughs> no, I would, I would, I would go to the, we have the Franklin Institute here in, uh, Philadelphia. Mm. I used to go to the planetarium all the time. Oh, cool. So, uh, my dad's a huge my dad's a huge science nerd, so we definitely got our our science in us when we were younger. I and think still you still do. I think your dad and I would get along. I, I love that stuff too. Yeah, he's obsessed with it. And uh, I think one of like the huge takeaways from like an ex- like those experiences is that 
It is that the. Uh, it's infinite. It's infinite. It is so vast and incredibly big. And like you're here and you're looking at the blades of grass and the trees and I'm talking to you and you forget to see how much insaneness is out there. And just sitting there for like 30 minutes or however long they keep you in there, you realize how little you know about everything everything because we're actually like a speck of dust but what about just in a specific field so science is one of those fields where it's just endless like there's Mm -hmm. there's any i think that's another one of those fields where they understand that there's no such thing as being an expert because it's just you're they constantly learn that's kind of their their thing but there are industries uh actually our industry is one of them The, the whole online marketing industry which is like they a lot of people call themselves social media gurus or social See, media no, experts. No, no, that's that's like a, a fake thing because, okay, so there, there's you're saying there's nothing left to learn. Well, well, that's last, what the, that's what the last assumption year is. was. Twitter really a thing? I mean, you know, three or four years ago was Facebook really a thing? Well, those things constantly you know? evolve too, which so that's requires what I'm saying you to continue is, to learn. Yeah, yeah, and, and to say that you're the expert at Twitter, can you really be the expert at Twitter? Like, is that even a possibility? Some people would assume yes. You know, because what what is Twitter other than communicating with an, a, a massive bunch of people, right? So what are you, the master of communicating with me? You know, yeah. someone may not resonate with me. Yeah, and I think calling yourself an expert, which um, I, I, I tend to refer to you as our financial expert on the show, but it's only a, a term that I use because there is really no term for it. You're just... I'm knowledgeable enough you're to You're more knowledgeable than I am, yes. And, you know, so therefore I, but you are no, by no means an expert in personal finance or stocks or the stock market or anything like that. And you would never claim to be. No, no. I mean, I know a lot of stuff. I've been successful for myself. But but you continue to learn. And I think it's part of the thing with this whole podcast. We bring in experts because we openly admit that we don't know things. Like I have an HSA, right? But we still brought on HSA experts because. Well, HSA People who are more knowledgeable than us on that they, subject, they can go deeper. You yeah. know, and I would we'd be doing our audience a disservice to try and yeah, and and this idea that uh, I guess the idea here is is just setting aside the idea that okay, you don't know everything and you need to continue to learn. But then, how do you how do you go from you know? becoming an expert or be, or being viewed as an expert by your peers and then all of a sudden you're you know you go and sit on a in an in on a class that all right give me an example like i just read this article about this this woman who was a, a pixar animator and she was an apprentice and and she worked at pixar for a couple of years and ended up like learning just learning a ton mm. and becoming the top of her field where she had a, a group of people underneath her you know that she was running and she would hold these training sessions every month for her team. And because she became so high level, she actually stopped doing the day-to-day work. She wasn't animating as much anymore. And there, and the technology kept evolving. And she wasn't doing the work. So what happens is, does she – the paradox is, does she give herself this expert status and stay at this level? Or does she come back down to her – you know, to her – subordinates level and actually start to learn all the new technologies and would that make her look like you know not an expert anymore Mm. so it's that it's that sort of you know 
I think it's I think like that specific example um is more of a a know your role type situation where uh, when I was at the bank, there were managers, uh, you know, and what you know, you get higher up manager, and yeah. th- there's like the manager, and there's the team lead. The team leads the dude who does or the girl who does the work, mm-hmm. you know, and is is the expert of the team. And while the the manager did do it and knows a lot, he, it's more his job to facilitate. And I think to, to put yourself for for the manager who did it ten years ago to still pretend to be the expert, you know, is bad. Made, yeah, and, and maybe what it is is, uh, you know, because of the level and whatever, I, I think that, that this fake person could, could get more respect in saying, you know, I haven't done this in a while. Um, I'm going to defer to you on the technical question, and I can guide the vision or the architecture of yeah. whatever they're building. Yeah. See, and that's um, – I think I'm one of those people that needs to constantly learn. I, I, I will never claim to know – everything about a specific topic i do like for instance i was i I get asked a lot of questions about seo because Mm. i studied seo forever i mean i i have i have stacks of books in my closet all pertaining to how to uh you know make a website easy to find on google and and i used to you know do all that black hat stuff where i would spam all these people and try to get my rankings. I knew every, I knew everything at one given point. Like there was nothing that eluded me mm. and I sort of stopped and I, st- and I still consider, and people still consider me an SEO expert. And I worked for companies where that's what my job was. I was, I was hired to do that. And I can tell you now that I stopped learning it. I, I, I have not kept up with all the new SEO mm. tips and tactics and all those things that are out there. So do I consider myself an SEO expert anymore? Yes, because I have started recently learning all the new things. And once you, you know, you get, you get to a point where you know the base. You know I was the, pretty sure you were going to say no. Well, no, I was going to say you know the base. <laughs> it, looked, it actually sounded was, like you are going to say But there was, no. a, there was a period of time where uh, I was, yeah, I mean, I meant to say no because there was a period of time where I didn't know. And at, the mm-hmm. point, and at that point, yes, I wouldn't be an SEO expert. But I'm back because we started this site. And I had to relearn a bunch of stuff and not only not relearn, but go and learn all the new stuff because there's a lot of new tips and tricks out there. And most of it is not even SEO. It's just going back to, you know, creating excellent content and just letting the search engines, you know, just creating a site that's easy to read and then just Mm -hmm. letting the search engines do their thing because the search engines have gotten a lot more uh, sophisticated, a lot more sophisticated than they used to be. So we don't, it doesn't, you know, all the heavy lifting is done on the search engine and not so much the the coder, I the think, designer. I think a great example, like to to add into what you're just saying, is um, you know you could say that you're an expert, um, and you know maybe um, in this conversation you could be an expert. Although I, I know quite a lot as well, and I'm sure there are people in our audience who know quite a lot. However, um, if I was to say, and actually, if I was to ask you a month ago, I, I know that you know now, but a month ago you probably felt the same way. But if I was to ask you, um, how are podcasts ranked in iTunes, um, that's something you wouldn't know, right? However, the person who created the algorithm in Apple, you know, he would know. Yeah. Or when you, when you talk about SEO, you could say you're the expert. But if you had someone in the room from Google who worked in the search <laughs> yeah. algorithm, they could be like, that is hilarious and so cute because you actually really don't know anything. Right. So, but you have to is, have the is, you have to have the uh, maybe if you are you are among p 
people who are not n- remotely as knowledgeable as you. You could be the the local expert. But imagine but getting your world shattered, right? That's where it gets. That's the paradox. Is is you know you you think you know something and you've grown up and you've learned everything you to to know about one thing and all of a sudden, you know, like <laughs> for instance, you <laughs> this is a terrible example, but it's like you know you you, you take like a guy who knows everything about space, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in, and all of a sudden, an alien comes down from whatever planet and goes, "Oh no, 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 no! Yeah, that doesn't. All, all that's like, all that. All that's fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. You're like, <gasps> your whole world is like comes crashing down around you. And I'm, I don't know if that's such to the. I don't know if that's what we want to get at. But I think to to put well, this, I, I want to say, say, I want to put thing. this in the practical examples. So okay, I'll, I'll give a practical example, or at least uh, from my experience, Please. because I think that. Um, the, the the point I at least I want to get across with this is to use your example, the you know, the world shattering of this knowledge, it should you should not wait until your world gets shattered because then you're already fucked. Yeah. Right? And and I I didn't know this, but I learned it very quickly. It was a very solid lesson at, at Lehman Brothers. Um I, I I've never worked with more smarter people. At one, like everyone was brilliant, and they were all too smart for their own good. Yeah, and it was the hubris of just knowing everything and being so intelligent that the most obvious things they were blind to, and then of course Occam's the razor. world. Yeah, and and it just wound up being that uh, you know the world shattering was a terrible, terrible thing. For obviously the company disappeared, whatever. But if people, you know, th- they were naysayers the whole time. In the whole mortgage thing, and mm-hmm. I think uh, people fall into this trap where they're not open to listening, or they're writing things off as incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this podcast is proof of of all this. We are we, this is you're you're listening to two guys who one I'm I I am very open about not knowing, and mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm a sponge in this world. And I'm absorbing every every time we bring a guest on, every time I talk to you, I'm absorbing new knowledge. And I will never, ever consider myself an expert in finances at all. But at this point, since I've been doing it for a year now and just been doing it on a consistent basis, like it just money just the, – the, the, the concepts have just been rolling around me rammed into your head yeah, yeah ran in my head because i because of what i do now people are starting to come to me and ask me questions and i can answer them where before i wouldn't be able to do that mm. uh although no i would not be an expert because there are things i don't know and and and, and the, like for instance uh, i had a conversation with a friend over the weekend and he said to me uh i i, I t- he asked me how is you know because i'm i haven't talked to him in a, in a while and i i'm self-employed so they asked me about health insurance and i said well Right now, my plan is to enroll in the Affordable Care Act come November, get a very high deductible plan that has an HSA attached to it, and then I'm going to max out my HSA. That way, I can use it as a tax shelter and also cover any deductibles that I might have in the future. Mm. And he said, well, you're going to lose all that money every year. Why would you put all your – why would you max it out? You're going to lose it. I said, no, that's, a, that's an FSA. That's not the same thing. He goes – and I'm talking to a doctor. He goes, mm. no, it's an H- HSA. That's what I have. I go – uh, okay. Uh, even though, like in my head, I know I'm right because I mm-hmm. I just I just got off the you know a conversation with two like, HSA literally experts. a few days before. yeah like a few days before. But 
then I'm questioning myself now. So I, so I took the, I, and I, and I, you know, this is coming, I'm, I'm talking to a guy who is in the health insurance world or at least is in the healthcare world. Right. Mm. So I, you know, I went and did some research on my own and found out some stuff and I emailed him and said, you know, you might want to talk to the, your healthcare providers and find out what you have, because if you have an FSA, FSA, you should probably move over to an HSA because HSAs roll over every year. Mm. You know, FSAs don't. So I, even though I knew the answer, I, I didn't stand my ground there and say, no, I'm right. I'm the guy. I know I'm the expert. No, I came home. I learned additional research. I saw the words printed for myself. And then I asked him to, if it if he does find out that he does have an HSA and it doesn't roll over, I would I, like to know what that HSA is so that way I can present it to everyone here on the podcast and say, like, well, you might want to watch out for this one HSA because apparently, according to what I've been told, it doesn't roll over. So I, I do want to say one thing, though, because um, we, we have, like, this responsibility in that there are – you know, a lot of people listening to us and yeah. that we, we need to be correct or as correct as we possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of like uh, Larry King when he's at like a dinner party. He said, I might have given this example before where it's like, it's not even at his house. You know, it's not even his dinner party and there's no conversation. He feels it is his responsibility to create the conversation and, and make sure the time is good because that is something that he is very good at. Right. You know, he's very skilled and trained. And, you know, I, I could absolutely understand and resonate with the whole, you, you weren't certain and it was possible you were wrong, but you also are, are very deep in there. And it, the thing is, is like while it wasn't an, about the ego battle of who is correct, there was likely other people who are listening yes. who may now have, may have left with incorrect information. Right. And that's not what I want to do, especially mm. on this podcast. So there have been times on this podcast where we have said stuff and gone back and researched it and they were wrong. Like, for instance, the Roth IRA, Roth IRA episode that we Our did on episode, I- on episode 7. That has, it's redacted. It's been redacted. It's, now, it's no longer there because we've updated it. And, of course, we said – we gotta we gotta do a new one because there's no way that I can we can have this information out there. It's it's incorrect, mm. and we had you know the idea that you need to constantly learn. And one of the things that you know I read those two personal finance books, and then I started doing the podcast, and I have not stopped reading personal finance books. There's and I'm and I might be reading the same thing over and over again. And there's there's definitely crossover between the books. Like for right now, I can tell you that. Uh, I read, you know, I will teach to be rich, and currently I'm reading uh, a few books: the, um, "Your Money, Your Life." There's, uh, I don't have the other name of the book, but I'm also reading "Total Money Makeover," which is Dave Ramsey's book. Now, you might ask, why are you reading that book? Well, it's because I need to know everything. I need to continually learn. I do not plan on ever stopping. I'm reading a book on stocks, which is super, or investing, which is super helpful to me, and. I'm continuing my education aside from the podcast because not that I'm not that I aim to know everything, but I feel like the more that I know, the better the show will be. You can you know? ask better questions. You can, I can ask yeah. better questions. Like everything will just become better. But that doesn't mean at some point I, I'm going to stop reading books or reading blog posts or doing stuff something and say like, no, I'm the expert. 
Mm. You know, I, I, I know what I'm talking about. There's nothing's changed over the years. Well, no, a lot of things change over the years. Things evolve in every industry. And the same thing goes for at your job. That, this is a perfect example of how you can move up in your industry. And I know in your case, uh, you, you continued to learn after college because you went to college for a certain skill. You have that mm-hmm. skill, right? Mm-hmm. But you started learning something in a different direction and then were able to kind of knit yourself into a position that most people don't have. And you continue to learn, I'm sure, I'm hoping, mm-hmm. uh, while you're at the job and also while you're not at the job. Big data didn't exist technically when I was in college. Right. So you just kept going. Now, do you ever plan on stopping that knowledge? When if you, maybe maybe you stop doing, you know, big data work. Do you plan so, on ever stopping? Uh, you know, it, it's possible. I may, and I think uh, I would just have something like I I have this like and I Jim Wang gave a great um the, the episode's live. His better know a millionaire episode. Um, a great analogy where he has like this engine in his head. It just keeps churning and he needs to do something with it. Otherwise, it's just spinning cycles. And it's, I really resonate with that because if it's not this, it's something else. I right. have to direct my energies towards something. Do you think there is a point where too much knowledge is a dangerous thing? I don't think that people retain all the things that they learn. And I think like your brain's pretty good at like you learn shit when you were eight. Um, a lot of it is gone because it's no longer relevant. You well, haven't recalled it enough. Can I give a fictitious example in the finance world? Sure. So what if you were to – your I'm, look, I'm going and reading all these books. Now, what if I find out about some stock in mm-hmm. my readings and I go, oh, man – I know about this stock. I'm going to start investing in it. And then that, that turns out to kind of hurt me financially. And it's mm-hmm. like all – because I kept going. I kept diving deeper and deeper into the wormhole of finance that I ended up ended up digging my own hole financially where it's like I'm losing money now. Mm-hmm. That could happen, couldn't it? Yeah. Uh, I can start most getting of the into active hedge investors – Dude, most of the active investors are highly educated investors with sophisticated tools and lots of research mm-hmm. at their disposal. I, I think it, it, it is. You could teach it, yourself into a wrong, into a bad hole, couldn't you? If you just kept like, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I did the same thing with with uh, websites. I was t- I taught myself black hat SEO because I thought, you know, I had mentors who were telling me this is the way to do it, and then all of a sudden, that didn't work anymore. And then they changed their tune, and I lost trust with them because i said oh well you guys didn't know anything you guys mm. you, you know you, you were flying by the seat of your pants and educating others and then shit hit the fan and then you went oh we were wrong but continue to pay us anyway and then that's when i moved you know people are afraid of being called a hypocrite and um yeah. that's ridiculous because situations change things change you need to be able to change your mind because maybe you were correct before or maybe you thought you were correct, but you didn't have all the information. You know, yeah. you have to be nimble like that. The, it's the, it's really the, it boils down to the fear of being a hypocrite, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not – it shouldn't be about being correct. It should be about trying to do it in the most correct fashion that you're able to. Like – the the thing in engineering or like software development is when things go wrong, I mean, unless you're working for a shitty place, like when things go wrong, no one's pointing the finger because it's not about you being wrong. It's about 
understanding why it went wrong right. and then changing it so it doesn't go wrong in the future. So it, it, it has like this thing where you're, you're not afraid of failing. You're not afraid of being incorrect. It was important that you tried and that you did it. Right. That you understand the failure and you won't do that again. So what's the lesson in the expert paradox? I think the lesson is um, you, you have to constantly, and, and maybe you need someone for this. Like I have people like my wife and you for this to make sure that your head stays in check. A mentor is helpful. A mentor is definitely helpful, but eventually a ma- the a student. Be- a mastermind group. True. Student becomes a master eventually at some point, you know. And I think it's just uh, you have to remember uh, that that you are not that smart. Even if you're really smart, there's so many more people smarter than you. You're not that smart. And the re- the way you're going to be successful is just by working hard and just continually learning. Because you know what? There are so many brilliant people who have done nothing or have failed or just bad shit happened because they thought they were, they were too smart for their own good. Yeah. Um, that's good. I want to wrap it up. Mm. I think we covered it. I thought you had a, no, I think we covered it. Just continue to learn, Mm. you know, continue to listen to this podcast (laughs) and learn along with us. I want to say uh, one, one other thing, because you were mentioning how you had learned so much on the podcast, just, you know, the conversations we have very little, uh, conversations about finance outside of the podcast, like Mm -hmm. with experts and stuff. So there's no reason why someone you know, listening, but they wouldn't be as knowledgeable as you or as me, you know, just through. Yeah. I actually want to read a review because it has a lot to do with this subject. Mm. If you don't mind. So I will say that, uh, if you have any questions or anything about personal finance or anything, you know, to email us at listen, money matters at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast and you want to continue listening every single day, you can subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher or your podcasting app, whichever one you have. And I want to read a review from, and I believe it's Sweet Gracie. It's a SWT Gracie from the United States. And the title of this review is Not Completely Sold, Four Stars. It's, quite, it's, a, it's a long one, but it, it's important uh, that we get to the end because this is sort of exactly what we're talking about today. It's sort of exactly. Mm. That's stupid. All right, so even though I think these guys really don't know enough about financing and investing, they seem to be able to put a show together. The Roth podcast made me cringe, as well as their advice on leasing and not knowing what tithing is. If you want entertainment and mindless rambling quite often, then listen. If you want actual sound advice, look for a different podcast. I And it says Rick in with a question mark. I don't know. I'm not mm. sure. Who, I don't know. Sure who that is. I do subscribe because they sometimes have guest speakers on that actually know what they're talking about. Now, there's an edit. Mm. So <laughs> it says edit. I have to respect these guys for putting this podcast together. I have raised my rating from a three star to a four star. Even though I often feel one lacks knowledge in finance slash investing area, he is tr- he is out there and he's trying to talk about it. I wish they would take their time to do their research and better prepare for the show rather than just coming on and winging it. It often sounds like they're trying to figure out things as they talk about it rather than already knowing the answer slash information and relying and relaying it to their listeners. If you understand that these guys are by no means experts and just two guys trying to talk about budgeting, finance, and investing by their personal experience, then it's worth listening to. Mm. 
So I wanted to read that because it is technically a negative review, uh, but she had edited her or he, I guess, I, I guess, well, Gracie sounds like, like a woman, uh, raised that to a three to a four star. Mm. And I think it's important to know that we do our research, uh, maybe not right before we talk about it, but uh, we are constantly learning outside of the podcast so that we can bring shows on we constantly go out and find people who are experts on topics that we want to know about and that our listeners want to know about and yes by no means are we experts we might never be we will never be i will say that we will never be experts Mm. we will never be able to predict the stock market we will never be able to tell you what stocks to pick we never will do that and we can only teach by experience because experience is the best teacher Mm. And if you can learn something from me being a complete money fuck up for my entire life and now slowly becoming a lot better with my money and way more responsible and frugal, then there's something to learn there. Same with Andrew. Mm. So that's kind of what I wanted to wrap this episode with. It's pretty deep, man. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty good. That was a great one because uh, I, I think it was just a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Wow, man. That you just did rocked. your research, huh? I did my research on that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, that episode wasn't as fun. <laughs> there was no laughs. It was very serious. That's when we get, those, we get those serious uh, spacey episodes. Yeah, sometimes you just have to yell at or past each other on the mic. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you guys uh, like this show, go to listenmoneymatters.com and uh, all of the things that we talk about, the resources, the books the tools that we use online for all of our money stuff, you can find at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. We do a lot of things other than what's on the podcast, topics that we don't have or haven't discussed yet. And just, yeah, there's other videos. stuff in there. Yeah, there's, there's some other stuff in there. It's there, fun. There, it's fun there little, are things happening there. It's a fun little toolbox. Listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. So uh, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And of course, we look forward to the next episode. So later, Andrew. Later, man.